0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, John Ruby. The man chuckling in the back is
1: Corbin Coyle. Everybody, I love how happy right. and excited you are right away.
0: I love it. I got to do that; otherwise, I'll fall asleep. I'm also excited because I've got a pumpkin spice cold brew oh, that I made it. myself. You know, so that also makes me happy. This um, is the second one. Um, <laughs> Actually, I was at my in-laws, and they're like, "You're having another cold, brew? I'm like, "Yes, I am." Okay, don't judge. All right, it's the only way I keep moving in the morning. Um, Corbin, it's a uh, it's a sunny day here, but I it's starting to be closer to Halloween, mm, and I scary. wanted to ask you, yes. <laughs> so, what is the most scared you've ever been?
1: Most scared. You yeah. Say. Uh, Oh, so two things. First of all, this hasn't happened yet, but my friends and I are, are getting together to do a live interactive um, escape room that's horror themed. That's in, in LA. I think it's like in like the Foothill Heights or something. Um, okay. It's supposed to be awesome. It's supposed to be like just people are like actors are in there and they're like kind of interacting with you and doing these scary things. I have no idea what yeah. to expect, but uh, my friends are really into Here- escape rooms. The question I always have with those or like, um you know,
0: not scary farms and stuff, is there is it the grab or no grab rule? Like, can mm, they touch mm-hmm. you because that's the part that's freaked me out? If like all of a yeah. sudden on my shoulder, I'm like, ah, or is it no touch? I'm, I feel like there's rules with that now.
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah, you're not supposed to touch, but I think there yeah. I think you I mean there are waivers you signed. I mean, I haven't done it, I'll let you know. <laughs> so you signed your life away right away. Um, I know at Not Scary Farm one time somebody like on a bungee cord like jumped and like flew like re- like inches away from me, like as oh I rounded gosh. a corner and I was like, how where's the liability in that? What if you hit me? <laughs> you know, or what if I hurt you? You know? Um, but the mo- to answer your question, the most scared I've ever been was um, <laughs> I learned at a uh, in like high school that my reaction to things is I so there's there's fight or flight or freeze which is my thing <laughs> apparently It was a sad day for me when I realized because my girlfriend was hiding at the time was hiding in the closet and I opened it to grab a jacket or something and she went boo and I and I just nothing just not not that I was thinking anything it was just like somebody hit a button I didn't flinch didn't move and but inside I was dying <laughs> like I was terrified. <laughs> but it was also just seagulls' noises going on in my head. It was the strangest thing to have to be that afraid and not move. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, Corbin, isn't that like a lot of animals, like with like headlights, they just like freeze. So maybe it was just like that. Animal I'm like instinct. a deer. Just like, <laughs> you're a deer. You're part deer. You're part, part deer. <laughs> what about you? Oh I feel gosh. like you don't scare that easily, though. Normally, I, I. It's funny. I feel like I. I don't really, but I do remember. The, uh, it's funny when you when you say like 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 kind of real fear. Uh, uh, my girlfriend, uh, at the time, her and I were taking this, this, there's a place, I think it's Castaic Lake, which is North of LA. And we were taking a walk around. It's kind of getting darker and you're kind of like, there's not really a path. So you're kind of walking around this big lake and it's kind of woodsy. And then we we're like, oh, we'll just complete the whole circle. Well, you get about three quarters of the way through and there's these big, this is big, huge water viaducts. Mm. And we're like, oh, maybe there's like a bridge over that or something. And it's getting darker and darker. And then there's no way around it. You have to go back the way you came. And so it was getting really dark. And I just, it was, it was a very weird thing. Like I kind of knew where we had to go, but it was just, it was this thing of like, well, what if we kind of get a little lost and we we didn't have like any, like maybe one little bottle. And I felt very, it felt, it was interesting how quickly it went from like, oh, it's sunny. We're Mm -hmm. fine. The parking lot's over there to all of a sudden we're like really far away. We don't know exactly the way we're both, you know, Mm Uh, I feel, and it, so it wasn't an immediate scare. It was kind of like as the sun's setting, like we gotta get back before it gets real dark because we can't <laughs> see anything. We don't have a flashlight. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, that's scary. I, that, that will vary. Yeah, I just because I remember seeing the viaduct and being like, we're not gonna be able to get around this thing. This looks like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> uh, we can't get over this. So, <laughs> I didn't like that feeling. Um, but uh, yeah, and so hopefully with Halloween coming up, you know, that's more of a fun, a fun uh, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, different, a fun scary, yeah, yeah. So. Awesome. Well, I want to get to our guest. I'm excited to have her here. Uh, she is uh, an actor, a writer, and lyricist. I want to welcome Laura Shine to the show. Welcome, Laura. Hi.
2: Hi. Thanks for having <laughs> I, me, guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. glad you're uh, glad you're here. <laughs> Did you think of any scary stuff when you were uh, when we were chatting?
2: You know, I so relate to both of your stories. <laughs> well, First of all, I'm part deer. Well. <laughs> nice. It's great. <laughs> nice. We're related. <laughs> Um, no, I found out when I was 16 that my response is freeze, mm-hmm. specifically faint. So <laughs> oh, that, that's freeze
0: and fa- maybe worse. That's a fourth one. That's a fourth one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Fight. <laughs> oh, what is it? Fight, fight, flight. Baby, freeze, faint. <laughs> faint. we got four yeah. now. we got four yeah. now.
2: So oh I'm a fainter. God. But yeah, so I, yeah, I'm a fainter. So that, that happens to me in, in very, very, mm. uh, high anxiety mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, yeah. So and then I also really relate another time that I almost fainted was with my ex we were in Hawaii and we were hiking a volcano mm-hmm. and the so we the people we stayed with told us that you had to go at night cuz that's when you see the lava the mm-hmm.
0: best at night mm-hmm. um
2: and long story short we got really lost and it was night and we ran out of water and yep. it, it like we had we we were out there for hours it was terrifying and then literally then we finally made it back hours and hours and hours later terrified you know me having almost fainted multiple times mm. and <laughs> the people we were staying with they were like oh well you know you guys did great because the last people who stayed with us had to drink their own urine to survive out there.
0: <laughs> no they we didn't like, say that did they say that
2: they said that we were oh, like why no. didn't you tell us that before you said to go out at night <laughs> oh my gosh yeah wow. that was wild.
0: The, the crazy thing about that, I do think is like, when you think about it, you can actually be really close to stuff, but if it's dark and you have no idea, mm-hmm. you don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, it could be like, oh, it's right there. And not, yeah, obviously that makes sense on a map. And if your phone, you know, has services st- or whatever, but like, if you, if you're not, it's crazy how quickly, like when it's dark, you're like, everything looks the same. I don't know. I don't, you know what I mean? I didn't leave like little breadcrumbs to go back, you know? know. So, oh my gosh. I'm wow. Worried. Well, good. Well, we're glad you made it back from that. And um, <laughs> yeah. did you get to see some volcano? Because that is something I would like to see. No, was there any yeah, volcano there? Yeah, it was was, cool. the
2: scariest part, honestly, was when we got really close to the lava and like the ground started getting warm. Oh, mm. and I'm like okay, that's this is when you gotta back up.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Wow. wow, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, Laura, uh, I have a question for you. On your website, it's you. You had a kind of written there, "creative optimist." I really like that. What is what is that what does that mean to you? I really liked that phrase.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean I've always considered myself kind of like a cack-eyed optimist cuz I I try to see the good in every situation, always looking for that silver lining and I like to I I like to think that I, you know, I I see the good in people first. Mm-hmm. But as far as the the creative part of it, I do think, you know, when it comes to a situation, I can usually always like justify everything. Like I I have a way of like finding a uh, a creative unique way of I don't know, I guess like seeing seeing the best in in whatever that situation is, even if like mm. things are things are seeming like really bad. I'm like, OK, well, but if we just look at it this way, mm-hmm. maybe maybe this can actually be sort of a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like when I'm working on creative projects, you know, something that may seem like a setback, I yeah. I, I I like those challenges. Mm-hmm. I like trying to find creative ways of maybe, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe this is actually the path that we're supposed to be on.
1: Where where do you think you learned that? Is that like something in your family that somebody taught you or it's so specific? I
2: don't, I don't know. I, I, hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I definitely like, I was always that way. Like my mom has said too, like when I was a baby, I was always, always, always smiling. I was always, hmm. you know, I, I wasn't crying about things like if something was wrong, I would just like I would find a way to like be OK with it. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just my nature. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. I think it's my grandma. You know what? My I really think that I take after my mom's mom, my uh, late grandma Faye who passed away. She she was definitely a creative optimist. She mm-hmm. she had she went through a lot of rough things in her life. Um, and she was she always said, though, she said, I wake up every day with a smile on my face. And I say, today is going to be a good day. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I I take after her. Mm -hmm. So I, I I credit grandma Faye for my (laughs) creative optimism.
0: (laughs) No, that's, that's lovely. I think it takes some energy to do that, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think sometimes it's very easy to complain. Um, and I think about that, you just, just the idea of, especially when you're creating stuff, or when you're like putting something on, let's say it's an event and it's so easy for people to come in after the fact and be like, well, why did not you do this? What about this? What about this? And it's like, well, you don't understand all the work that already went in. You know what I mean? Kind of poking the holes in it. And I, uh-huh. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I'm. I'm definitely. I think I consider myself a creative optimist too, and so I, I loved um, reading that and thought that was such a cool thing. So thank you, uh, Grandma Faye. That's that's pretty. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, I want to jump right into uh, kind of uh, speaking of like kind of the creative process. Um, what was it like creating uh, Emoji Land, which was a uh, musical that looked like you helped like write the lyrics for? And I'm just curious because we have not had anyone on that's um, like a lyricist and and even musicals. We haven't really kind of dove too deep into that world. So I'm just curious, Laura, your your experience with like starting there and, and get some other stuff around it, but um, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so that was uh, an amazing journey that is still continuing. Um, but about in 2014, uh, basically my ex and I were, we had been working on a bunch of new musicals in various capacities. And there was a producer who was like, well, where's your musical? Like you guys should write a musical. Uh, You work on so many new musicals. Where's yours? And so we were like, oh, well, maybe we should write a musical. We had never done that before. We wrote a lot of songs together, uh, Mm -hmm. like standalone songs. But so we started thinking about, you know, what there's, you could write a musical about anything, truly. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it was 2014. And the most searched word on Google that day was emoji Mm -hmm. because they had just come onto the iPhone. As uh, as an alphabet,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and suddenly it just sort of like the I don't know like the, it dawned on us that that that's a world, uh, and it's a world of of characters literally that like exist in our phones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what if we could explore that world mm-hmm. musically? Because mm-hmm. sort of in the way we were thinking, like well, in the way that in musicals, like when you can no longer speak you sing and like when you're texting like if you can no longer express it through words you you send an emoji Mm. you send a heart or you know you send a smiley face yep and so thus began this very long about six-year journey Mm. that uh that took us eventually to opening the show off broadway uh in january 2020 yeah uh a crazy time to <laughs> yes i was just show. thinking with Panda, Yeah, yeah yes yes, yes
1: what happened yes. i don't yes. understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so i mean um so yeah so we co-created the show together um uh book uh book and lyrics me with him and then he did the music and uh yeah, yeah. it was an amazing journey we learned how to write a musical throughout that process truly because yeah. we did eight page one rewrites Started completely, like new characters, Yeah, over 50 songs for the show because the story changed so much. And uh, we really, we really, truly learned so much in the process. And yeah, we had some, I mean, we so many different actors we worked with over those like six years on different readings and workshops. And then we eventually what kind of like put us on the map was we did this New York musical festival. Mm -hmm. in 2018 uh, which no that festival no longer exists but it was awesome and Mm. we got to premiere it in new york and that's how we met some producers and got like a new york times review and then we got our off-broadway run january 2020 and we ran you know until march uh (laughs) 11th Mm -hmm. and that and that was that and but you know the show it lives on there's an album on Spotify and we actually are talking to a theater right now that wants to license it. Uh, so, you know, it's a musical. It's like, a it, it, it lives on, you know, (laughs) that my, I mean, my dream is that, you know, there will be schools doing it with kids, you know, as every, and that, yeah, that it, that it continues on. So it, it was truly an amazing experience. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for it.
0: Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just, uh, double click on something. I've been wanting to say that cause I heard that in another podcast. <laughs> uh, I just want to double click on something. Um, you mentioned just for people that don't know, like the book and then was it the songs or the, what you mentioned like, kind of two things. And so what are those two things that people like? I think that's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. So
2: the book of a musical is yeah. essentially like it's the script. It's also called the libretto Okay. and it's like the scenes and the story uh, that's all considered the book of a musical, and then there's the music and the lyrics. So, mm-hmm. uh, so some you know sometimes like like Hamilton, uh, you know Lin Manuel did book, music, and lyrics, all mm-hmm. all parts of the musical. And then sometimes, oftentimes in musicals, there's a team. You know, someone is writing the book, someone's writing the lyrics, someone's writing the music, and that's that's sort of how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for? Because sounds like you've been around musicals, and a lot of our audiences, actors, and some maybe less or more well versed in musicals, maybe they get a musical audition, and they're like, "Oh God, I gotta get a singing coach," and it, you know, happens really quick. But do you have any advice for people auditioning for musicals? You know, maybe more. Actors that are, you know, I think I always feel like there's like singers that can act and then there's actors who can sing in a sense. Like there's kind of that. You know what I mean? Like and, yeah. and so and so um I consider myself more an actor that that can sing, which which I enjoy. Um, but I just am curious, like for you know, auditioning or people going in for a musical if they don't have a lot of experience but they're like, All right, I'm gonna, you know, do my best and stuff. Any any thoughts um for, for people in that world?
2: Well, First of all, I think choosing if you get to choose your own song, if they're Mm -hmm. not giving you material, Mm -hmm. I think so much uh, so much can be achieved just by choosing the right song. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, there are some great vocal coaches out there that can also help you choose like the perfect song for for your voice and for who you are. Um, So that I would say, you know, take some time with that process to really find a song that like just just fits you fits you like a glove that you feel great singing and I think you know a song that ideally has some like has a, has an arc mm. a, a song that tells a story uh and a story that you want to tell and that best brings out who you are because obviously you know the people behind the table they just they want to see who you are so mm-hmm. finding those songs and finding if you can find those songs that maybe not everyone is singing mm-hmm. uh, from maybe a lesser known musical. Um, I, I have people reach out to me all the time to say, hey, can I have the sheet music for um, one of the Emoji Land songs for mm-hmm. it hasn't been published yet? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if there's a show that you really like and you think, "Who I'd love to sing that song, reach out to the songwriter, reach mm-hmm. out and see, maybe they'll send it to you. So yeah, that would be my advice. Find something that you get, because I, I mean, personally, I, I mean, I am, I'm an, I am an actor first. I've you know been an actor since I was a kid, but I am always drawn, e- even as someone who's like sitting behind the table at auditions, mm-hmm. I'm always drawn to actors who sing. Because mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me, like, if if someone is not telling the story, and yeah. then then I don't care how high they can sing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they got to take us on that journey, on that ride. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if, yeah. if you, because I'm so not good, my singing voice is pretty bad. So so I've never really had like a musical audition. So when it comes to those and they give you carte blanche to kind of choose whatever you want, do you usually pick a scene that is also a scene or do you try to throw in just musical? like do, are the, Is it the singing capability? Is that the highest preference for a musical or is it kind of also your acting skill? Obviously, it's both, but where does that land?
2: Yeah, usually if they... If they say bring in a song, you'll bring in like sixteen, usually like sixteen to thirty-two bars of a song, mm, okay. uh, and it not a not the scene part of it, just the the song. But you try you try to make the song feel like as much of a scene as you can, mm. you know. Especially like if it's a if it is a song where you're you're singing to someone, you know, it essentially approach it as you would a scene. What do you want? You know, mm. what are your objectives? Mm. Like, just treat it like a scene. That would be my advice yeah okay
1: cool
0: and i think uh, uh laura would know better corbin but kind of answer your question the couple musical auditions i've had usually <clears throat> if there is a scene they'll have you like read a scene and then they'll have you do the song so you will mm. they will see they want to see your acting and they want to see you singing they're kind of you know looking at both and and i think maybe uh, uh, depends on like the role. It's like, okay, you're playing phantom and fan of the opera. You got to be a kick-ass singer, let's say, you know what I mean? Right. Or, oh, or you know, um, there's, am um, thinking of like a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I can't remember it well enough, but there's, there's a lot of comedy. So maybe like one role is like, you can kind of sing, speak and, but if you're really funny, you can kind of carry it or something. So I think, you know, I think it's a good question, Corbin. And I think when you agree, Laura, certain roles is like, well, this one, we need someone that can really mm-hmm. belt it. And this one, like we need more personality and, you know, mm-hmm. or something.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, how did you? How did you? You said you've been a lifelong uh, actor. Uh, how How did you get into acting originally?
2: So when I was about ten years old, I was doing a summer like day camp program through the park district, and it was called Summer on Stage. And it was in Highland Park, Illinois at Apple Tree Theater, which also was an equity like professional theater as well. Mm. And so they were doing they were doing this this summer, silly musical show. And the director, the artistic director of Apple Tree Theater uh, came into rehearsal saw me I was playing Princess Pimple the villain
0: and, <laughs> Princess, <that's
2: great. laughs> and she I guess she saw something in me so she said yes. hey can you come to my office and uh she said so you know I think you're I, I think you got something kid Aww. and we're doing a production of The Secret Garden uh, later this year and we need a little girl to play mm. Mary and we'd love for you to audition So I'd never auditioned for anything professional before or whatever. I I came and I sang the trolley song (laughs) (laughs) from me in St. Louis. And uh, I mean, I truthfully, though, like backing up when I was, I think I was two and a half or three. I went to go see a production of The Wiz with my Mm. parents Mm -hmm. and I apparently my mom says at intermission, I turned to her and I tugged on her sleeve and said, I want to do that. Mm. So I guess I like knew from a very young age, but. You know, it was just doing make putting on shows around the house yeah. with my Barbies. You know, I, I yeah. had a radio show with my Fisher-Price radio. <laughs> I'd interview my stuffed animals. Um. So anyway, so I think I, I always, like, was theatrical for sure. But in terms of, like, professionally, I it actually started when I was 10. And I was cast as Mary in the Secret Garden at Apple Tree Theater, my first, like, equity show. And that was an amazing experience. And from there, so there was an agent who came to see the show. And so they signed me. It now they're CESD, but back then it was CED. Yep. And yep. Uh, they had an office in Chicago, LA, New York. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so they signed me, and then they they started sending me out for you know commercials. And uh, my big claim to fame was I did a McDonald's commercial with Chicago Bulls player Bill Wellington. Mm-hmm. And in the oh 90s, yeah,
0: yes, I remember <laughs> was, Bill Wellington. Yeah, that was some
2: street cred in Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Like um, a seven foot
0: white guy. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah I remember Bill exactly. Wellington. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> and well, me,
2: li- this little vegan. I, yeah, you like... out the burgers. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, so I did. Yeah, so I did some of my commercials and voiceovers, and I did one with like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It was really fun. And then, <laughs> well, uh, and then, yeah, and then I I just kept doing theater in Chicago. So yep. I I did the first national tour of this musical Ragtime. That mm-hmm. did like a two year sit down in Chicago. So mm. I played the little girl in that. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and, I, and then I got to do a, f- a couple TV shows that were shooting in Chicago, and uh, yeah. So that was like that was how it all began, and I just like never stopped. Truthfully. Mm. <laughs>
0: I love it, and and I don't know if you know this, but um, in doing our research, I also went to Northwestern. You went to Northwestern, right? Oh, my gosh, right?
2: yeah. Yes,
0: yes. So were you studying musical theater when you were there, or? Yeah, I was a
2: theater major, yep. Uh, yep. and then I had like a musical theater certificate.
0: Okay, great. And did you did you enjoy Northwestern?
2: I did, yeah. yeah. Did you?
0: So, it's, yeah, I, I had a great time there, and it was really interesting because I... Didn't know what I wanted to do, and I did not do any acting there at all. I didn't do meow, I didn't do any of that stuff. Even though it was like great resources, I, I was kind of enjoying myself too much. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I, I graduated with a German degree, uh, Laura. No. So I graduated, a, yes, exactly. That's how so you I knew how
2: to pronounce my name. Exactly,
0: that's yeah, so, how so I knew. So uh, my junior year, I studied abroad in Munich. And then when I came back, uh, they were like, to graduate in four years, you know, you've got enough credit for German and a minor in, in business. So what's interesting is then when I came out to LA, uh, I can very much relate to people uh, that don't have like you got a great background you're doing it for a long time but I came out here kind of with zero knowledge and so I had to kind of work every rung of the ladder in a sense yeah um and so but it's it's so funny that 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 you were there yeah I lived in um one of the dorms there uh Willard which is in the south of um course. Yeah. yeah and then and then I was in a a fraternity my sophomore year but I wasn't there for room draw so I had a terrible room and then and then I was and then you know anyway so um, but I, yeah no I really enjoyed enjoyed Northwestern enjoyed enjoyed being there
2: Yeah um, no I had a I know. had a great experience there Actually yeah. you reminded me of one of my most traumatic audition experiences because mm. I so I did this play at Apple Tree Theater after Secret Garden I got cast in this very serious play about the Holocaust called Kinder Transport Mm-hmm. And i played a little uh german jewish girl and i had mm-hmm. to speak german in the play so i learned a lot of like monologues in german
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so i had put on my resume uh you know like speaks german, german. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so then mm-hmm. i remember i went into like i i did the the general like open audition at the goodman and i did um i think it was i did a like a monologue from the diary of anne frank and the casting director was like uh oh okay that was fabulous that's great now let's hear you do it in german because <laughs> i see oh, that, it, wow. that you speak german it's german yeah and i painted <laughs> 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 inside i fainted uh, yes. and i was like uh and what I should have done in that moment is I should have just done one of the monologues from kids because she would would have never known. They would have never known. But I was too, you know, too honest. And I was like, so I, okay, so I only know certain monologues in German. <laughs> I don't know this monologue in German. And she was like, well then don't put it on your resume. Oh
0: gosh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I learned you know, that lesson very young.
0: You know, what's so it's so funny. I, I, I love casting directors. I've worked with many of them, but sometimes they get real specific things on their brain. And like one of them I was thinking about in class the other day was like, there's so many casting directors like, do not wear cologne or perfume. You will not get to audition, you know? And it makes sense, they're in a small room. So I totally yeah. get it, but it's oh. like, they blast it like on big you know, signs, which, which right. you know, want you to know but i feel like you know that sometimes they have specific things like that casting directors thing i was like you know if you don't speak the language don't even put it (laughs) close to your right you know what i mean like they get really you know which they have to be specific that's why i always think they're good at their job but you know you're an actor you're like i'm just trying to get a job and they're like get it off yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) wow okay so then you're at Northwestern, and then did you come out to la Right after Northwestern, did you stay in Chicago for a bit or I
2: stayed in Chicago for a couple years, yeah. did some theater there. Yeah. I did um I worked a lot at Victory Gardens. I did okay. plays there. I worked at court theater in Chicago a lot. Um okay. and I did, yeah, I did a I did carousel, a production of carousel after graduating at Court Theater that then transferred to the East Coast Long Wharf mm. Theater. Um and that was a great experience. So yeah, so I was there for a few years doing shows and and yeah, eventually it was just kind of like I could just keep doing this, like going from show to show in Chicago, which is a great life as a theater actor in Chicago. But uh, yeah, my ex and I, you know, we we actually were just we kind of were on the same page about it. He was doing he was doing a show in Chicago and it just we both reached a point where we were like, let's 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 see the world. Let's like, let's go somewhere (laughs) else. So Mm -hmm. we did one trip where we lived for like a few weeks in LA and a few weeks in New York Mm. and, uh, just, you know, kind of felt out both of the coasts and it made way more sense for us to move to New York because of the connections we had in theater and no sense to move to LA because we had pretty much no connections here, but the sun and (laughs) I don't know, the, the dream of going West really Mm -hmm. just like pulled us out here. So yeah, so we moved together in 2010
1: Mm. to LA. That's awesome. And and do you see a difference in like the market between like those places or is it kind of fairly the same when it comes to auditioning or kind of writing and all that?
2: You know, I've never, I will say I've never like lived long-term in New York Mm. to know Mm. really for sure like what that struggle is there. But I've lived there for, you know, months at a time. And yeah, it's, I think it's there's probably a lot of similarities. But I do feel I don't know, just like the day to day existence in L.A., the lifestyle is much more pleasant, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, yeah. New York, that there's just like a it's just a grind in New York and it's it can be a fun grind. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know, just. I think, I mean, I think as a theater actor, if you, if that's really like really what you want to focus on, there's great theater in LA that I think people need to like learn about because when I first moved here, having, you know, been a Chicago theater actor, I was a little like skeptical. I didn't know, you know, if if there was going to be some good theater in LA. It's not, it's not like why I moved out here, but there's a great theater community. You just Mm -hmm. have to, you have to like kind of. Dig for it. You have to find it. You have to find those people, that community. And in New York, it's just kind of like, it's all right there. You know, it's a little, it's more obvious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, just uh, before we get to some acting and stuff, I'm just curious how, what are some like daily things that you do, maybe like kind of like tips or something to kind of stay creative? Because if you're doing acting, if you're doing writing, you know what what do you how do you like you know do you do stuff in the morning do you have a, like a you know some sort of morning routine do you work with a partner how do you schedule like how do you kind of set yourself up because I feel like that's one of the you know with what you're doing whether you're writing a song or writing a musical or auditioning like you can do a lot of different things and so how do you kind of like you know how do you yourself uh Laura kind of stay creative and find mm-hmm. that path
2: Yeah so I I meditate so every morning mm-hmm. I try to meditate for at least 10 minutes and just kind of see you know like how if i can like really be present and like clear my mind because i feel like the sometimes the best ideas come when you like relax Mm. your your mind and body and spirit um that's when things appear so i yeah i do that and then i i do have a i have like a, a writing partner that i work with ben zedman right now and we're we Write songs and musicals together. So we're currently working on a new musical called *Miss Hysteria* that we've been working on for about like nine months now. We got to premiere it uh, at the Wallace in July, like as a reading mm-hmm. as part of the ASCAP workshop, which was great. Really cool. But so we are continuing to work on that piece and writing, and we ske- we do schedule uh, like writing sessions where we're like, okay, we're either gonna meet at a little cafe or we're gonna meet on Zoom. Or at one, of, one of our houses, whatever. And then, uh, and then we, you know, we 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 usually have like a specific goal. Like, okay, we're today we're going to try to work on this these few scenes, or we're going to try to crack this song. Uh, so yeah, so that's I, I do work with a partner in that way where it's mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of, I don't know, I just trying to sometimes hiking, like taking. Long walks mm-hmm. is when some ideas really click for me. I found that like being out in nature is so helpful. Um, I also like I'm I also work a lot with uh Clayton Ferris, who's also like my romantic partner as well. But <laughs> uh, we so we write together as well. So we um we'll go on hikes and like these ideas, mm. like sometimes like some of the best ideas we've had have been like on our hikes and. So yeah so so getting out there in nature i feel like that also that really helps as well it's
0: interesting too with what you're saying because i feel like on a hike you're like we can talk about other stuff or we can talk talk about ideas so there's like a looseness there versus like when we, you sit down across the table and you're like okay blank page go <laughs> uh, uh nothing 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 from you nothing it's like yeah you know so like yeah. the variety of the environment yeah i think that's a great and i i, I think it's a good that's a good reminder sometimes to get out of the office you know quote unquote. totally
2: and like, i also and i think it. like too i I try to like usually draw from you know what's really going on in mm. in life for uh, mm. my art. So you know, oftentimes it's like it, it sometimes it directly comes out of like just talking about what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. and it's like, oh, mm. well, that's a that's a story or there you know, there's something <laughs> there's a seed of something there that is, you know, there th- that that can be explored.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, You mentioned Miss Hysteria. Is that something that's kind of done or is there, are you still workshopping that new, newish musical? Are you still working on it or, you know, kind of um, molding it, massaging it?
2: Yeah. You know, we're still writing it. So we, yeah, we presented like the first 50 minutes in July Mm -hmm. as a reading uh, with actors. And that was really hugely uh, enlightening and taught us a lot about where we want to go with the piece. So, we're we're kind of like going back to the drawing boards a little bit with like the beginning of the story and how we how we get into it so we're definitely like back in the weeds in the writing process um we have a bunch of songs already and but we're very you know in musicals they just they take a long time to sort of like find their footing and find where they want to live and find the tone also like we're dealing with um like more of a, a serious subject matter but there is levity in it and we want it Mm. to be entertaining so finding that tonal balance so yes we're definitely still writing it's not it's not ready to uh you know open in new york yet but we hope you know we'll keep going with it
1: that's awesome great yeah and how does how do you how do you you mentioned a bit ago like cracking into a song like and trying to understand exactly so when it comes to tone and all the things that you're talking about like what is the functional steps that you have to try to make with a co-writing partner uh, do you just try to like bounce just song? On? Like, do you sing it? Like, like how do you how do you get through that process?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, this magical, mystical process. Mm-hmm. It's and it's different every time. Sometimes it's a word. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's literally like a word that's that's thrown out, and that you know ends up inspiring a whole song. Sometimes it's uh, it's a, it's a melody. It's like a it's a few chords, mm-hmm. and then. That's that from that musical feeling we know where it should go. Um, so it's yeah, it just kind of it just kind of depends. We also, I mean, we always think from the character's perspective. Mm. So, you know, as an and as an actor, I always try to like put myself. I get in character. I always you know put myself in that moment. What is that character feeling? and you know if they can't they can't speak. They have to sing it. What do they have to sing? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it comes out of a like a deep, primal need to sing that song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I was just thinking of I just saw a Hades Town. yeah, and and I never seen. I didn't know any of the music, so that was fun. But like. Corbin, of what you're saying, there's a, um, there's these three women that that sing kind of like acapella stuff, but one of their songs is like, you know, uh, what you what you gonna do when the chips are down? And they keep saying the chips are down, and it's like it felt like mm-hmm. chips are down was the phrase that they, and then they kind of built stuff around it. I, I don't know exactly, but that's stuck in my brain, you know, because they're kind of like kind of lurking of like, you know, what you gonna do when the chips, you know? And they kept hitting that. You know what I'm talking about, Laura? And I oh, I just
2: I love that musical. I love it so much.
0: <laughs> so that song really just like stuck with me. I I liked that, mm-hmm. and it felt like that started with kind of that phrasing and then the other interesting thing I thought about that musical was they got the the, the kind of the bad guy I think it's it's Hades mm-hmm. and in you know in, and the one here in, in LA that guy you see him for a while but you don't hear him and then um the guy they had playing it like you're like okay you know like how what's his voice going to be like and he's just like well like I can't even do it. he's like well like it's like the bass like the, 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 <laughs> like a guy like right it's like his voice was like so I was like oh my god you know and it was it was great it was great but i was just like you're kind of waiting to Mm -hmm. see and then it like didn't disappoint Um, (laughs) you know anyways i thought that was a nice nice it was kind of cool yeah Um, no i love
2: that musical so much it's
0: (laughs) such a good good musical um laura i want to ask you just about um just about acting uh we saw a clip that uh lone star 911 how was working on uh, that's a show i worked on too but how was working on on that show did you enjoy it
2: Oh, I had so much fun. Yeah. It was that was a wild episode because <laughs> so I had to wear a prosthetic tongue. And it was this, it's apparently this real condition where your tongue can like swell up and then essentially like it can choke you to death. Ooh, um, so it was terrifying. But um but it you know, it was also kind of in the way the show is it's kind of a comedic yeah. undertone. Yeah. Of it. So my character was like. You know kind of she's like gossiping and she's like really stressed about this guy that she's like you know <laughs> in love with in the office and she thinks yeah. that maybe like their marriage is on the rocks and so now she's yeah. can and like she's really overworked and she hasn't slept and she's talking a mile a minute and then all of a sudden like her tongue is yeah. swollen to the size <laughs> of her head yeah um but so yeah it was really fun but it was also like really challenging because they would put this They between takes, like they would put this tongue on me. Uh, They had to create a retainer that was fit to my mouth. Wow! Like, and I couldn't swallow while it was in. So, like, Mm. it was. It was actually like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I hope I don't actually choke. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is what we did.
0: <laughs> so Totally, Laura. I was thinking my episode, it's funny you say that because my episode, I was a biker who gets hit by a vehicle and they find my foot. And then they're like, we got the foot. The body's got to be around here. It's kind of comedic. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, yeah. similar thing, they had to make a cast of my foot. But it's like a very, it's funny that you yep. say that because like, you know, but the, there's kind of some comedy, you know, in the in the disaster or whatever.
2: Totally. That's no, I had, I had so much fun. It was great. Yeah, it was a great experience. And, it, you know, it's, I, a friend like a few weeks ago sent me, Like, I guess someone posted it as like a meme on Mm -hmm. like the scene Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook and uh, TikTok. And it had like 10 million views (laughs) because it was just like, you know, this tongue is insane. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like my name's not on it or whatever, but it's just like people are passing Uh, around this video of my tongue. So anyway, it's funny.
0: (laughs) I I love it. Um, You know, I have a question. This comes up when I'm I'm teaching a lot. I'm just curious your opinion. Um, If you're auditioning. If someone's auditioning and they're auditioning for like a musical versus like TV or film, a lot of times this idea of like, you got to be bigger, you know, you got to be more and stuff like that. Where, where do you kind of land with stuff like, you know, where, where do you kind of, how do you regulate that or, or think about that? How do you approach that?
2: I think it's always about truth. Like if it's, if it's rooted in truth, even if it's big, I think it's going to work. Like, mm-hmm. I really think if you're listening, if you're listening Mm-hmm. and you're present um yeah of course like sure if you're going to be in a theater with like a, thou- a thousand seats you know there's you have to project you know there's yeah. like some just like technical things if mm-hmm. you're auditioning for theater um versus tv film but but i do think like you know they're i think like tv i think sometimes i've i've noticed that sometimes like when i because I, I like coach people for auditions too and sometimes i find that like if they're auditioning for a tv film they're like I need to like not do anything, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, like be, you can be alive, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, I think just be alive, but truthful. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. You can still and, be responsive. Yeah. You can still be yeah. responsive. You don't have to do nothing. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah. Just, just, uh, yeah, just be, just, just, just listen and, and be there in the scene and mm-hmm. whether, and I, I just think that like, I don't know that, that always, I don't try to think about like whether this is a theater audition or a film audition, especially now with self tapes. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're self taping for a theater audition, like, yeah, you don't have you. Don't, I mean, you mm. just have to, you just have to be there in the scene. Yeah.
1: Yep. Do you find your prep is at all different for either, or is it pretty much the same thing? It's just as the medium is self tapes at the moment.
2: Hmm. It's you know it, I I don't think it's very different. I just did a self tape for a theater audition. And yeah, I think I like approached it the same way mm. I would a TV film audition, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Interesting. Love that,
0: uh, Corbin. Do you have any other questions you didn't uh, didn't get to? No, I think
1: I think this has been great. Is it time? I'm good. This really is exciting. one of our
0: favorite parts. It's time for <laughs> your, your best, best bad, bad acting. Oh. So we found a fun one for you, Laura. We're gonna put. It's a little bit of a longer quote, but this is actually a really. This is. Um, this is from the movie 300 okay yeah <laughs> and this is like uh i forget her name but she's like talking to like the people and so the point with this is to have fun with it and if you want to do any type of accent or if you want to make it dramatic or small the the, the goal is is you know it's a cold read 100 but just to have fun and we might give you a redirect just to play with it and stuff but um you know uh, take it however you want when you're ready
2: We're at war, (laughs) gentlemen. We must send the entire Spartan army to aid our king in the preservation of not just ourselves, but of our children. Send the army for the preservation of liberty. Send it for justice. Send it for law. Order. Send it for reason. Most importantly... Send our army for oh, huzzah!
1: It's like Charles Chaplin vibes. I love it. This was amazing, and I liked it didn't take much pride. She was ready. No, she was yeah. oh, Here we go. Here we go. I'm revved up. That was awesome,
0: Laura. Oh, that was amazing. Goodness. Corbin, did you have um? Did you have a thought? I,
1: I want to hear it. And this is wild, but in the the Hades town deep voice that John was just describing. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> interesting. interesting. Interesting.
2: Okay. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> We are at war, gentlemen. (laughs) We must send the entire Spartan army to aid our king in the preservation of not just ourselves, but of our children. Send the army for the preservation of liberty. Send it for justice. Send it for Mm -hmm. law Mm -hmm. and order. Send it for reason. But most importantly, send our army for hope yes yeah,
1: that was amazing
0: <laughs> you know who i saw there that i was didn't
2: warm down today
1: so. yeah, 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 uh, that's yeah, okay
0: yeah. i i saw um in you laura um um the woman from uh, The Last of Us and also Game oh, of Thrones. Yes. I saw a little bit of her, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mm-hmm. felt that. Okay, we got one more because we got to do it. Uh, we got to musicalize this thing. So can we give it a little sing song? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I know I'm putting it on the spot. So just, I, just, I think that'll be fun. Just that, that'll be a fun ending, yeah.
2: We are at war, gentlemen. Hmm. We must send the entire Spartan army to aid our king in the preservation of not just ourselves, but of our children. Send the army for the preservation of liberty. Send it for justice. Send it for law and order. Send it for reason, but most importantly, and our army.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah! <laughs> oh, so that was good. great!
0: Oh my gosh, I'm Laura, fine. that was amazing! <laughs> that was amazing. I was like, She's gonna bring it home. I can tell. Wow, that was so good. I, I like all three versions,
1: Corbin. I, I really did. Yeah. I, you,
0: I think you crushed all three. I that tried to make really it
1: bad good. with my redirect. And it was good. Man, it was
0: still good. Oh my gosh! I love, gosh.
2: I love uh, trying something. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. yes, Laura, your willingness to 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 yes and in a sense and jump on board and play, yeah. amazing. Really, really, that's really a, such a lovely. I can tell you, people enjoy collaborating with you i can mm-hmm. already feel it just mm-hmm. from your energy towards it i could just you feel like such a like yeah let's try that let's do it let's go you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is such a cool feeling you know what i mean it's funny we didn't even mean to coming full circle it's easy to be like no let's not that's that's a bad idea let's not try that versus let's just try it and see and i love i can feel that 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 optimism that energy coming from you which yeah. is great i always think that's such a lovely thing with artists you know just last night in class i brought up the the poet uh, charles bukowski and that guy wrote and wrote and wrote you know what i mean i feel like with writers they just like sometimes you got to write and write and hopefully as artists we're just like create 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 and some stuff's gonna stick some stuff's not but like we gotta keep yeah. that and be around people right that want to yeah. do that right yes. that support us you know
2: absolutely yeah just um, keep playing yeah, yeah.
0: keep playing Awesome. Well, Laura, this has been such a lovely. This time has flown by, right? Yes, I know. is so awesome. Much. Like I was like, man, this went by quick. Um <laughs> We
2: didn't even talk about the Jersey Shore. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Jersey
0: Shore. <laughs> folks, Laura was part of Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Okay. So wait, we do have to I, like this this like we do have to hit this. This is a bonus, folks. This is a bonus. <laughs> um so that was one of your first acting jobs uh yeah. uh like in LA, right?
2: Yes, my first acting gig in LA.
0: So as soon as I hear Jersey Shore shark attack, I think of Jersey Shore meets Sharknado. If people don't yeah. know Sharknado, Google that. Is that kind of the world we're playing in? 100%. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <So Yep. fun. laughs> yeah, it was great. It was just like, uh, you know, there's a guy in a shark puppet costume <laughs> eating my boyfriend's abs.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, wait, Laura, We ha- I do have to ask. How was it i feel like you got sprayed with blood how oh, is that because when that happens i'm always like because uh, i know the actor has to actually do it which sucks yeah. but yeah. also it looks kind of amazing at the same time you know how no. was going through that did they have one shot of that or did they wipe you and do it again how did that go
2: yeah there was one uh hero shot of that and i will tell you it's it like smelled disgusting <laughs> like it smelled like vomit kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> like i remember Oof. the smell of it yeah um and it yeah. was also we, we shot it in february in the ocean Mm. so uh my boyfriend who got killed by the shark he actually got like hypothermia like for real
0: oh because he was in the water so cool. he was
2: in the water so long so yeah but he was okay he was okay yeah yeah um but yeah so it was you know the look making a movie no totally
0: totally i i remember i did a commercial i'm just thinking of this i did flash to this i did a commercial and this guy's supposed to like peel out on a dirt bike and like the dirty kicks up is supposed to like hit me in the face and i was like not liking it at all because they're like kind of throwing dirt at me i'm like just yeah like okay that's good did we get it you know like you just like the actual person has to go through that folks yeah it's not not,
2: totally yeah you
0: know but yeah Oh my gosh! No, that's, yeah, a... <laughs> that's so fun. It was but... intense,
2: but it was it was super fun, and I yeah, it was a that was a honestly a great first like movie experience in LA because everyone was really cool, and yeah. yeah, it was it was super fun, and like you know obviously it didn't take itself too seriously.
0: Just... No, and I love I think that's one of the cool things about actors we get to do is we get to do something like that, and then we get to do something serious, and then we get to do you know like we get to kind of jump on these different, in these into these <laughs> different worlds, right?
2: Totally. Yeah.
1: I'm, I yeah. remember one time I was I did this like horror movie thing where they they had to break a glass on my neck <laughs> and they had like one of those breakable glasses and they he was afraid to do it so he did it a little too light so it didn't break so he just smacked me and i was like okay yeah. can, can we just get it in one <laughs> like <laughs> that was worse just, like, the, <laughs> and then they had to do fake blood and it's like sugar and disgusting it's so much
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. god yeah those those things they can't they don't prepare you for it northwestern for that they no, don't they do not no, no they, don't.
2: they do not no they, not, they uh, do not not
0: well, Laura, this was lovely. Great having you. Really appreciate it. And thank you for all your your knowledge, sharing your knowledge about musicals and, and you know, that that nature, things in that world, because that's really interesting. And and I think, um, like you said, I, I, I'm also a big advocate of like theater and musicals in LA. I mean, I love that it's in New York too, in Chicago, but I think there's some great ones out here too that, that people should appreciate. So, you know, thank totally. you. Thank you for that. This so, this
2: so fun. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Well,
0: thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, have a great one. And, and we really appreciate you uh, coming on. Thanks, Laura. Thank, thank
2: you. you. Bye. Bye. Keep playing.
0: Thank you for listening to
2: the Moon and Podcast.